We're 23 episodes in, and today I want to talk about the difference between strategic versus tactical. And I want to do that because I'm noticing an interesting trend so far in the downloads. For those of you who've been following along from the beginning, I hope uh, I hope you're starting to see what I'm doing here. I'm trying hard to balance the strategic and the tactical, the big picture thinking, as well as the more granular how-to advice. Not unsurprisingly, the episodes that always seem to get the most downloads are the ones that deal with tactics, and that's great. I hope you've all been able to put a lot of that stuff into practice. But as you come back week after week, I hope you're also starting to see the benefit of the other stuff too, because truth be told, that's the stuff I'm most passionate about. That's the information that I really want you to start understanding. In reality, there are actually two sides of the same coin, strategy versus tactics. In the art of war, ancient Chinese military strategist Sun Tzu said this, strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. Stick around. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who can see when shown, and those who will never see. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for everyone in the middle. Hey everyone, I want to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly marketing podcast dedicated entirely to chefs and restaurant owners. Each week I choose a different topic, we explore that topic, we pick it apart, hopefully by the end we come across some useful insights, and then we always finish up with an assignment. I leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing the concepts we talk about here on the show, because I believe information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now on today's episode, I'm trying to take a step back because I want to talk about strategic thinking and tactical thinking, and I want to talk about how they go hand in hand. The truth is this, I've been running my own company for a few years, and for the most part, I love what I do. Getting to work with chefs and restaurant owners to help them grow their business is very rewarding. But after you do anything for a while, you start to see uh, patterns emerge. And over the past few months especially, I've noticed a bunch of my clients uh, where I seem to be dealing with the same issue. They all seem to be looking to me for superficial answers. They want a bunch of tactics that will help bring them more business. And I keep telling them that first they need to think strategically. Because in each instance, I'm seeing underlying issues that will continue to undercut anything we do. So in a lot of these exchanges, I find myself repeating a quote that I heard a few years back. It goes like this, marketing of the thing can't make up for the thing, meaning you can't market around the product. The product itself, in this case, the meal, the experience you're crafting, that product is the most powerful marketing tool you have. So take the iPhone, for example. I think we'd all agree that the iPhone has fundamentally changed our world. Apple found a way to put a computer in everyone's pocket. So in their marketing, they don't have to waste time trying to explain all the reasons why you may want a computer at your fingertips. Their genius was in creating a product that people didn't even know they needed. And look at our world now. Without the iPhone, no way does social media explode the way it did. Online dating probably stays trapped behind closed doors. And millions of other apps are never even born. Apps like Uber, Instagram, Angry Birds, Waze, Resi, Vivino, and so on. So Steve Jobs and his team at Apple couldn't have foreseen all that would have followed 
the release of the iPhone. They just knew that the future of the world was online, and he made a bet that the further we traveled into that world, the more we would need to stay plugged in. And because of that, the product, the iPhone, marketed itself. When I think about marketing, I also think about big Hollywood blockbusters. Now, a significant part of their overall budget is dedicated to marketing and advertising. So not only the TV commercials, but product tie-ins and partnerships and merchandise and so on. Often I find that the marketing is trying to make up for a substandard movie. Uh, that's, I think, why so much pressure is being put on opening weekends these days, because the studio executives know that once the word gets around, people are going to decide to skip the movie. But if they can whip up an event, a frenzy for opening, then maybe they can make back all their money in just one weekend. And so I guess you could try to apply that same mentality, but I don't know that it would work very well because remember, movies get played on multiple screens in thousands of theaters around the country. And your restaurant only has a finite number of seats and a small window where people are ready for a meal. So if you open your restaurant for, let's say, half a million dollars, how much would you have to charge per person to turn a profit in one weekend? Go ahead and do the math. I think you're going to find very quickly, though, that the finances don't work. So if you have a poor product, you can't just lie to people and tell them it's great. In time, people are going to catch on. First and foremost, you have to make sure that you have a solid product, a product that provides value to the consumer. You also can't tell people about a product you yourself don't yet understand. In time, your audience will realize that the marketing didn't really match the product. So either the product was falsely advertised, or maybe it was just pitched to the wrong audience or whatever, but all of that is the definition of bad marketing. So the bottom line is this, marketing is about identifying an audience that needs to be served and then creating a product to serve them. So in the case of a restaurant or a bar, you're crafting an experience for a certain audience. In order to do it well, you have to know your product inside and out, and you have to know your audience inside and out. And you have to be able to communicate to them how your product solves their problem. Recently, I'm finding that when I meet with prospective clients, they just want to know what to do. They want answers. And when I tell them it's not that simple, I watch them switch off. They're thinking, well, this guy doesn't know the answers. And in a way, they're right. I don't have the answers. I couldn't possibly have the answers because I don't know the product yet and I don't know who the audience is. So I explain how, how I like to ask a series of questions to be able to better understand the product, to be able to understand who their target audience is, uh, where their competitors are. Then once I understand all of that, only then will I be able to put a plan into place. And make no mistake, that takes work. And what I'm finding over and over again is that most people out there haven't done that sort of hard work before. Why? I don't know. But it's fine. It's fine because that's why they're hiring me, to help them answer those questions, to get laser focused on the answers. But then I get pushback from people. They don't believe me when I tell them that this has to be the first step. You have to do that foundational work first. Then you build a marketing strategy and then... Only then can you identify a series of actions or tactics that can be taken to execute on the strategy. I simply explain to them that we have to take it one step at a time. And I get the resistance. I do. For most people, it's a new way of thinking. It requires a shift in perspective, which is largely what I'm trying to do with this podcast. You can't just do the things that you've been doing and expect different results. You can't just do the things that other people are doing and expect them to work for you. 
So yes, there are certain tactics worth sharing, and I've tried to do a lot of that here on the podcast, but really what I'm really trying to do is to get you to shift your perspective because once that happens, I think you'll see that the possibilities are endless. Those who do eventually make the shift will see the benefits. It's inevitable. But again, so many people I meet with just stare back at me like I'm the village idiot. And some of them do end up going along for the ride. They, they nod along and they say, yes, I want what you want, but prove unwilling to put in the hard work. And in time, we always seem to fall back on that same old thing as if they're saying, well, we made this restaurant and now it's open, but, but how can you get people to come? They want me to tell them, do this and this and all your problems will be solved. But I can't do that because it doesn't work that way. So how does it work? It works like this, just like we talked about at the very beginning of this podcast. First, a restaurant needs to understand its identity. It needs to understand its audience, and it needs to understand where it fits within the marketplace. We're talking about competitors, and then we want to figure out ways to separate yourself from those competitors. Interestingly enough, I was brought in to consult for a brand uh, here in the city uh, that basically just copied another restaurant, right down to the menus and the table settings and, and the plates. So... They sat down and they said, well, this restaurant's been under construction for months and we just opened it up and we're really excited. And that was two weeks ago. And now, now no one's coming in. Uh, You know, what can you do to, to get people to come in? And I walked them through everything I just walked you through. I talked to them about how we need to figure out their identity and their audience and figure out what problem they're solving for that audience. And they just glaze over. They don't want to hear it. And they say, well, no, 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 no. We were thinking of running a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad or, or, or maybe some contests. And I stop them and say, yes, I understand. Those are tactics, but we need a strategy first. And to get a strategy, we first have to understand the product and the audience. Because what are we going to put in a Facebook ad? What are we going to say? Who are we going to send it to? What what audience are we going to target? We can't just send the ad to eight and a half million people and and hope that some of them come in. Number one, it's going to be cross prohibitive. Uh, The the costs of running an ad like that are going to be, you know, astronomical. But more than that, it's just not going to work because we have to figure out who the audience is and what we're saying to them. So I keep explaining that to them over and over and over again, and uh, and, and they just don't want to hear it. And so there's little that I can do. Uh, likewise, uh, we're trying to identify their audience, and they tell me who they think their audience is. And every time I go in, I say, well, that's not the audience you've got in here. So maybe you only got like six or seven tables in here, but the audience you described to me is nothing like the audience that I see here. It's nothing like the audience that I'm seeing on social media. So let's be aware of that. Let's take that into consideration because maybe we're working really hard to cultivate an audience that doesn't want this product. But there's this other audience that perhaps does want this product. Maybe this product solves that other audience's problems, which goes back to what I'm talking about at the beginning. Who's your audience? What's their problem? And how can you solve that problem? It's very, very frustrating because uh, overall the, the brand is... Um, the brand is sharp, it's stylish, it's interesting, it's, it's not in a bad location, it's in a middle of a bad block on a, on a weird street in Manhattan, but that's not their problem. If they had a great product, uh, people would come to find it. So that's the other piece of this, which is that you can't market around the product. The product itself has to be so good that people want to talk about the product, that they're going to do the marketing for you. And with this restaurant, the one that I'm talking about, uh, their product is not very good. Uh, The service is almost always pretty bad. And uh, every time I'm in there, I see dishes going back to the kitchen. Either they're undercooked or overcooked or the wrong order was placed. So you got to get your own house in order. Again, marketing of the thing 
can't make up for the thing. Make the product so compelling that people want to return and talk about it and try it and bring other people to it. If you can do that, you will have started building an incredible word of mouth. But again, it all goes back to that. So many people want the tactics, want the, the surefire answers rather than the strategic thinking. That's why I wanted to pause here in this episode because I want us to take a step back and think about that difference between strategy and tactics, strategic thinking and tactical thinking. They are two sides of the same coin and one cannot exist without the other. You have to build a strategy. You build a strategy by understanding your product, understanding your audience. Then you can come up with a series of tactics to execute on that strategy. And all of the tactics may not work. That's why you're always gonna be changing the tactics. They're gonna work for a while and then they're not gonna work anymore. Or you're gonna try five of them and all five of them aren't gonna work, so you're gonna have to figure out another five. But unless you have a strategy in place, you can't put tactics into place. So by all means, if you haven't gone back to the beginning, if you've just uh, caught up with us here on, on the more recent episodes, I would urge you to go all the way back to the beginning. Episode one is all about defining marketing. What is marketing? Listen to that episode. The five episodes after that are talking about the five marketing pillars. It's how to identify your identity, how to figure out your audience, your competition, how to differentiate yourself from that competition, and then finally looking at every choice you make in your restaurant as an opportunity to communicate something to your audience. You're telling a story to your audience. That's how you attract everything you do in your restaurant, from the signage to the decor, the lighting, the service, the menus, the food, the pricing, all of it communicates something to your potential audience. Don't ignore that. Those first six episodes are that foundational work that you really have to do to get as much as you can out of the rest of this podcast. So, if you haven't listened to those, please go back and listen to those. If you haven't listened to all of these back episodes, now's probably a good time to go back and listen to these uh, past episodes. Uh, this episode is like a like a little pause. I just wanted to hit the pause button uh, so that you guys understood what, what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to give you a balance between strategic and tactical. You can't have one without the other. So that is your assignment this week to listen to the first six episodes of this podcast. For continuing education, I'm going to point you towards Seth Godin's book, This Is Marketing. It's his most recent release that just came out this past year. In an upcoming episode, we're going to talk all about uh, uh, marketing definitions, how different people define marketing. And I think Seth Godin's uh, is going to be in that episode, but I think Seth's uh, definition for marketing uh, is particularly uh, interesting. It, it's certainly unique, uh, and it might be um, it might be worthwhile to read that book uh, before uh, before these upcoming episodes. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. Remember, strategic and tactical thinking are two sides of the same coin. You can't have one without the other. It is about shifting your perspective. Please know how much I appreciate you being here. I love being here. I I'm I'm thrilled that you guys are along on the journey. As always, if you have any questions or comments, reach out to me directly. Chip at chipclose.com. That's C-H-I-P-K-L-O-S-E.com. I will see you here next week. Thanks again.